At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. This is our number two of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we've got a tremendous hour coming up for you as Mackenzie Kramer. He does absolutely excellent work at ESPN. They're Stats and Information Department, he is one of the main guys there. On top of that, he does great work with The Daily Wager as well, one of ESPN's fine shows. He is going to be joining me in 15 minutes. We're going to be talking about what we've all got in the NFL this week, but on top of that, we're all talking about Week 8 right now, but you're able to find some good value on some of these look-at lines in terms of Week 9. I know that he's been doing a nice job extracting some value, so you're going to get a little bit of something different. We're going to take a look at where you can find a little bit of value because there's a lot of books that they have for those look-at lines right about now. As I take a look, places like Caesars, DraftKings, Westgate, you're able to go down the line. You're able to find some good value on these games, so... Why not try to extract it? We're going to do that with our good friend McKenzie in about 15 or so minutes here in segment number one. We're going to be taking a look at the main game that we are getting to. We're getting, if you're out there on the East Coast tonight, if you're out here on the West Coast, we're going to be getting it tomorrow since 10 o'clock p.m. Pacific time as I do this right now, 1 a.m. Eastern. But we've got Thursday night football aboard and We've got aboard a great cast that always helps me out night in and night out. You've got my technical director, Nick, for all of you guys watching on visa.com and watching slash listening in other places. If you're seeing the graphics on the screen, that is courtesy of Nick, who does amazing work night in and night out. You've got my producer, Jason. He's the one that always assembles these tremendous guest lists and just in general keeps me in line, and we do appreciate that. We've also got behind-the-scenes Taylor. He does an amazing job getting me set up on audio. I know that VEASAN has been expanding to more and more terrestrial radio stations, and if you're listening via the iHeartRadio app, the reason why you're hearing things so crisp and clean is because Taylor always does an amazing job getting me set up. So big thanks to those guys. They always do their part. It says a Greg Peterson experience when you take a look at the show listing, but it takes a team to be able to make the experience work, and these guys, they do amazing work. So now it's time for me to go to work and try to find you guys a little bit of money. So let's go to Thursday Night Football because, unfortunately, MLB, they dropped the ball. We have no games Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. It'll be getting back going on Friday. I'll have my DK Nation write-up all set to go and everything like that. But that said, we do have the Ravens, and we've got the Buccaneers. And when I was on this show at this time yesterday, it was a complete and utter flipper rooney. You were seeing the Baltimore Ravens being between about a one to a one and a half point favorite. Now you're seeing them as a one to one and a half point underdog. Really not too much of a change on the total. It's when 
up a half a point in some spots from about a 45 to more like a 45 and a half. I'm seeing a couple straight 46s out there as well. And I know that we were talking about this a little bit earlier on in the show in which I know that Tom and Mark were seeming to like the under a little bit in this spot. And I'm in agreement. I do think that this is a total that's a little bit too lofty. More than two-thirds of primetime games thus far this season have one under the total. Might actually be approximately two-thirds, but you've really seen some clunkers in these primetime games. Uh, it's because they put the Denver Broncos in primetime like way too many times. If it was one, it would be one too many times at this point because, unfortunately, they have been not so good, to say the least. But that said, with the Baltimore Ravens, they've looked a little bit disjointed on offense recently. They're dealing now with the injury, which J.K. Dobbins... Good news is they got Gus Edwards back in the fold last week. Bad news is he's been limited due to a knee injury as well. So the injury bug when it comes to the backfield of the of the Baltimore Ravens, it continues to persist. But the bad news for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is that they have no idea how to run the ball, to say the least. I believe that they are averaging the fewest yards per carry of any team in the NFL right now. It has been very grody. As a matter of fact, three yards per carry across them. And Leonard Fournette has not been terrible be able to get three and a half yards per carry, which obviously you'd like to see that be a little bit more, but sells a little bit of ability. But that said, the play calling of Byron Leftwich has been very, very conservative. They run the ball on first down. Immediately when they get like two yards of fear on first down after running the ball, they go pass, 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 and every team knows what's coming. And I do think that they're going to try to shake it up a little bit because you've heard this a little bit more in the media. Byron Leftwich was just sort of laughing at the analytics, which you always have to love it when a coach just completely ignores the analytics. You don't need to be Brandon Staley and going for it on fourth down in your own territory because the expected win percentage goes from like 50.5% to 50.6%, even though the bad can be really, really bad when you don't convert. But instead, you probably want to be taking a little bit more of a look than just giving a chuckle and moving on. But Tom Brady, I think that is interesting that he's only thrown one interception this year. There have been quite a few balls that have gone off of defenders' hands. If you take a look at the amount of interceptions that he should have, it certainly has been much more than one. He's been a little bit blessed that he hasn't had more interceptions, and that's why I'm going in terms of a little bit of a player prop in this one. I've got my total of the under, and I do like the Baltimore Ravens to win this game outright. Whether or not you should take the one point or take the money line, that is all dependent upon the juice that is available to you on the money line. Like right now where I sit at Circa, you're finding a plus 102. I would be able to take even money or better in terms of money line of the Baltimore Ravens. I know that currently DraftKings and a lot of the more East Coast jurisdictions, they're offering a minus 105 money line. And if you're seeing that, you might as well just take the one point because typically you get charged 10 cents for every half a point that you put on there. So being able to get a minus 105 money line compared to just getting a point, I would just take the point. I personally am going to take a look at the plus 102 that is sitting beside me at Circa. So that's the way that I play it in terms of the juice game. But that said, with Tom Brady, odds for him to throw an interception. When I came on the show yesterday and I mentioned that I did like this prop, you were seeing it at a plus 105. As it sits right now, we shall see where that ended up going to. But that I don't think has moved too much. Yep, you're still finding it at a plus 105. I like Tom Brady to throw an interception. I feel like he's doing for some negative regression when it comes to that front. I do think that he's going to be throwing an interception. Meanwhile, Lamar Jackson, is that a minus 120 to throw an interception? And honestly, I would take the under a half a interception, which just means that he's not going to throw an interception at a minus 110 because I do think that Lamar Jackson is going to come out and he's going to be able to do a little bit of a better job of protecting the ball. Now, with Lamar Jackson, he can get a little bit loose with it. He has thrown six interceptions already this season, and for that matter, he has thrown an interception four out of the last five weeks, aside from last week, only threw it 16 times against the uh, Cleveland Browns, but that said, I do think that he is going to be able to do a little bit of a better job of protecting the ball against a Tampa Bay Buccaneers secondary, which it's been relatively solid this year. This has been a defense that has forced six interceptions thus far this season, but they've been dealing with some injuries of their own, and I really do think that it is under the radar that Antoine Winfield Jr. is going to be out due to a concussion. He's already got one of those picks. He's really been able to come become a very fine safety for this bunch. So him being out of the fold, that has me a little bit more tepid and bearish on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, when it comes to the flip side for the Baltimore Ravens, I do think that there might be a little bit more for them trying to run the ball in this ordeal as well, because 
even though you do have J.K. Dobbins out of the fold, even though you do have the injury right now to Gus Edwards, they've been dealing with some injuries when it comes to more of their skill set guys as well. The injury to Mark Adams, I know, came up in our number one when we were breaking down this game with our round panel as well. Now, firstly, I would lean towards Mark Adams or Mark Andrews being able to play in this game, but I do think that you want to be taking note of this because he had as many receptions as myself in that game against the Cleveland Browns because he was not able to be at 100%. So even if he does play, you got to figure that he's not necessarily going to be at 100%. That means that Isaac Likely, or Isaiah Likely is likely, ironically enough, going to be getting a lot of the reps there. But for the Ravens, I would say if you're looking for some player props as well, for one, well, you want to be holding off in terms of the pass catcher props as of right now, until you see how Andrews is able to progress if he's able to get out there on the field in general. I do think that that's very important to know, but I would like to see if you're able to get a line on Kenyon Drake and the amount of touches that he might be getting, because right now, the only guy listed on the board is Gus Edwards of the Ravens. He's been limited in practice. you got to figure that he's going to go, but I think that even though he is good to go, you got to figure that Kenyon Drake is going to be able to get a little bit of run as well. And Drake, very far from impressive last week in the touches that he got as he had 11 carries, he had 5 yards. Week before, though, he was able to bust out for 119 yards. I do think that this could be a game where the Ravens give him 10-plus touches, so if you're able to get a little bit of a lower number there, that would be one that I think has a little bit of value as well. And then when it comes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I do think that taking a look at their props is a little bit more straightforward. You have a couple fewer injuries. They have to go through the landmines. They are certainly prevalent on that front end. I do think that for Mike, Mike Evans is probably going to be able to have a nice bounce back week. I recognize that he dropped that ball that was going to be a little bit of a difference maker for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That was a little bit tough, but I do think that you just have a little bit too much shock in general on these. Like right now for Mike Evans, over four and a half receptions, you'd be laying minus 155. I'd be trying to look at like an under five and a half at a little bit more of a modest number because I think that five is relatively the correct number on that front. Chris Godwin right now is over under six and a half. And if you go under six and a half, that's at plus 105. And I do think that that's where you're able to find a little bit of value in terms of an under in this game. Godwin has been able to do a solid job all season long, but as we know, he's been a little bit banged up as well. And for Tom Brady, I do think that he's going to try to at the very least, try to get someone like a Cade Otten in the fold because he was going to rob Gronkowski time and time again with having Cameron break out of the fold. That has hurt him as well. And for Godwin, it just feels like he's been able to get a lot of receptions that haven't necessarily amounted to a lot. I could see them perhaps trying to utilize him a little bit deeper down the field. And I don't think he's had more than seven receptions in a game this season. He's had a couple of sixes. He had that three against the Dallas Cowboys as well to start out the season. So at six and a half, being able to get plus money to go in on an under, I do think that you've got good value there. But overall, I do take a look at the Baltimore Ravens. I do think that they're the better team in this spot. The Ravens defense has left a little bit of something to be desired, but let's call it what it is. Tom Brady, he's 45 years old. He's dealing with a play caller in Byron Leftwich, who has become very one-dimensional. I think that that is going to lead to Tom Brady going up against a secondary that has already forced eight interceptions thus far this season. I think he gets picked off. I like him to throw an interception. I like the Baltimore Ravens to win this game outright. And I also do think that if you're able to get a player prop on Kenyon Drake, that might be worth taking a look at as well. So I'm riding with the under. I'm riding with the Baltimore Ravens on the money line. And I'm riding with an interception. And coming up next, we are not going to be intercepted, but rather we're going to be completing some things with Mackenzie Kramer looking at both Week 8 and Week 9 of the NFL with him next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Esports Banking Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The basketball season has tipped off, and now is the time to grab your VSIN Pro Basketball Betting Guide with season prep on all 30 teams. Our hoops experts, including John Von Toba, provide strategy and advice, as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, player awards, and so much more. Also got five betting tips for those a little bit newer to NBA betting. Give yourself an edge this NBA season. Get the VEASAN NBA betting guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $99, and you get access to everything that we do all the way through the Super Bowl, and you're able to sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, and hey... I'm no longer alone at the desk as Mackenzie Kramer. He does amazing work over there at ESPN. I know that he provides a lot for the Sats and Information Network Twitter feed that you guys see. He also does great work helping out over at the Daily Wager as well. And Mackenzie, always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Great to be here. Wish I had my phone with me. That's over in the sports book <laughs> somewhere. I'm going to go look for that in about a half hour. But in the meantime, I'm happy to be with you. Absolutely. And we'll need to give that a call because I'm sure <laughs> that you're getting some calls. And I'm sure that you won some bets last night. So... That is probably going to be ringing off the hook on that front. And something else that's ringing off the hook as well is that I know that you've been doing a good job with this. We're right now taking a look at all these week eight games, which obviously we're trying to unearth as much value as humanly possible. But I know you've been doing a great job on look at lines because right now most major books, they provide lines already for week number nine. Take me through your process of this. And if you're finding any value right now in terms of these week nine lines. Yeah, so with my process when it comes to look-ahead lines are basically just, it sounds very simple, but try to find the odds where you'll find value a week from now. Now, obviously, that's a lot easier said than done. So part of it's also try to find odds where if they do move away from me, I'm not going to lose too much value. Um, my favorite pick next week in the look-ahead line right now is the Bengals laying 9.5 to the Panthers at home. I don't really understand this line at all. Carolina was just getting 13 at home last week against Tampa Bay. Now they're only nine and a half on the road against Cincinnati, which is every bit as good as Tampa Bay. I know that Tampa Bay's rating has fallen a lot, but I think Carolina's rating has improved way too much. I think they're getting a little bit too much credit for last week. I think this line could easily be double digits next week. I don't really see it to getting the seven, so I don't really see myself losing that much value there. Uh, so I think getting under the under the 10 is a pretty good value there. And my other strategy when it comes to these look-ahead lines is I try to find unders because unders, I think you're going to find, you'll be able to free roll yourself more than you are with overs just because you might have injuries that are going to affect the line. And an, an injury is almost always going to knock the line under instead of over. For example, if you get a quarterback injury, if Tua Tagovailoa gets hurt for the Dolphins, the line changes a lot or really any injury. <laughs> I don't want to throw two under the bus, but any quarterback injury could move that line down a bunch. So that's typically, I don't really like to target overs a week uh, in advance, though I did do one last week, which hit with the uh, Ravens and the Browns. But in general, I like to do unders a week in advance. I know that one that I like last week, a couple that I like next week, Bills, Jets under 47 and a half, and uh, the Rams, Bucks under 43 were two that really caught my eye. I've already played the Bills, Jets under. It's ironically enough the exact opposite of what you find in baseball because I sort of do that as well. I'm taking a look at overnights, trying to be able to find a lot of value, and 
when you've got a starting pitcher that is very solid that you're looking to fade. If someone like, for instance, we're going to throw out there Aaron Nola since he's going to be starting game one of the World Series. If Aaron Nola in a normal circumstance where you're going every day, unlike what we've got right now in the World Series in which Zach Wheeler would just replace him, but if you got Aaron Nola going and he gets replaced on some given day, you'd get like Bailey Falter or something like that. It's typically not a spot where it's like, oh, I like the over less now that I've got Bailey Falter out there instead of Aaron Nola. So Falter's been pretty profitable this year, though. <laughs> yeah. Not very good, but, you know, he's been cashing at the window. Yep, he has been cashing at the window, and... Well, that, that pitching matchup that we had in Padres versus Phillies, boy. they The two starting pitchers gave up seven runs, and they got two outs. That is far from terrific right there, but I always do think that is terrific. Do you take a look at some of those look-at lines, and when it comes to the line that we've got coming up most recently, that is Thursday Night Football. You just mentioned it with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Their power ranking has fallen quite a bit, but we've seen this line flip over the last 24 hours. You are finding the Ravens between about a one, one-and-a-half-point favorite. Now they're about a one-and-a-half-point underdog, and... I don't really get the flip. I recognize that Mark Andrews is dealing with an injury, but I just talked about this game on the last segment. I like the Ravens to be able to win this game outright. Want to get your take on it, though? And the thing is, yes, the Ravens might be without Mark Andrews and Bateman's questionable too. But the Bucks rolled out six players by themselves today, so it's not like the Bucks are remotely healthy right now. We saw how bad they looked last week against Carolina. This has been a really interesting game from a trends perspective since I write the trends article for ESPN.com every week. Like. Originally, the hook was, hey, Tom Brady's a home underdog. 11-1 and against the spread in his career as a home underdog. Now, the Ravens are dogs. Lamar Jackson, 9-1-1 and against the spread as an underdog. <laughs> I mean, I don't really play too much of that in a one-point spread in this game, but I'm with you. I would lean with the Ravens in this one. I think that they're the better team, and they've had a double-digit lead in every single game this year, and I'm just not sold in this Tampa Bay team. I'm not liking what I'm hearing from the coaching staff, even from Tom Brady. It doesn't look like he's as focused as he always has been. And look, you know, you're 45 years old. At some point, you're not going to be the same quarterback you were when in your 20s and 30s. So I like the Ravens in this one. I haven't quite bet it, but now that they're getting a point, especially if can get plus money in the money line. I think I'm going to be on the Baltimore in this one. Yep, I'm in agreement with you there, and I do think that with this total, it seems to be a little bit high to me as well. I'm going to be taking a look at the under in this ordeal, and then let's take a look at a game that's going to be leading off Sunday. It's going to be the early game out there in London, the Jaguars and the Denver Broncos. We're seeing all the rumors that Nathaniel Hackett might get fired, and typically when I see a guy in his first year perhaps getting fired, I think that's unwarranted. In this case, I think it would be very, very warranted as the Jaguars, they did something similar last year to a guy that probably should not have been hired to start with in our good friend Urban Meyer. But right now, as it stands, the Jaguars, they're now below that critical number of three. They're a two and a half point favorite with a total of 39 and a half. I know that Russell Wilson was doing high knees on the airplane for four hours and everything like that. I don't know if that's going to be enough for him to be able to get the job done here. I recognize that the Jaguars have not been great, but I like the Jags because the Denver Broncos, they just appear to be a hot mess right now. I'm totally with you on this one. I've not liked anything I've heard from Denver, kind of like just what I said with Tampa Bay. <laughs> this could easily be one of those games where Nathaniel Hackett flies out to London and doesn't fly back with the team. Uh, Russell Wilson doing the high step. Like, it seems like the team and Russell Wilson don't necessarily have the synergy that they should between the quarterback and the rest of the team. And Wilson's been one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL this year. He's the 29th in total QBR this year. He's only ahead of Carson Wentz, Joe Flacco, Baker Mayfield. So that's not really the company you want to keep. Jacksonville's been a top 15 in both in EPA on both offense and defense this year. We know how good Denver's defense was. I saw it in person last week. I was at the Denver game against the Jets. But I don't think the Broncos' offense has much of a chance to move the ball. And I think the Jaguars are just better. They have a better offense. And I think their defense is going to be able to do enough to limit Denver. And, and, and getting under three now... Now is the time where I want to get, uh, jump on Jacksonville in this one. But I do think Broncos are an interesting teaser leg uh, at two and a half with a total of 39 and a half. But I'm on Jacksonville in this one. Yep, you'd be able to tease through both the three and the seven. And I agree with you there. I don't think that the Broncos are going to be losing this game by more than a score. But I think being able to lay two and a half instead of a three, that is good value with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now that you've gotten below that critical number and this game has risen up that critical number. Ironically enough, it's the old team of Russell Wilson, and I think we've got to be begging the question, should we be upgrading Coach Pete Carroll in terms of what he was able to do with Russell Wilson? Because now he's doing it with Geno Smith. Smith has looked very solid this year. It's a little bit of a revenge game for him as well, because if I remember correctly, he spent a little bit of time with the New York Giants, and right now the Giants, three-point underdogs. They're a 6-1 team, and I think that there needs to be a little bit of credit to the New York Giants. A lot of people are saying that they still stink. You can't completely stink and go 6-1. 
That said, I think that it's a fool's gold, 6-1 to say the least, and now you have to go up against a Seattle team with the 12th man, and I mean, they're the same amount of points as an underdog as they were last week against the Jaguars, and I would put the Seattle Seahawks much above the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. I think that the three this week is warranted, whereas last week it completely was not. See, that's interesting because I would actually take Jacksonville over Seattle right now, and I do respect what Geno Smith is doing. I have tickets on him to win Comeback Player of the Year. I have Pete Carroll to win Coach of the Year at 100-1, to so I'm, I'm kind of liking what the Seahawks team is doing, but... I think three, I, I really like getting three at the spot, especially now it looks like it's going to be moving toward three and a half. I haven't quite bet it yet, but it's plus three, plus 100. I think that's going to get to three and a half, and when it does, I'm going to pick, take the Giants in this one. I know that they've been doing it by smoke and mirrors this year, but I, I, I think this Giants team has a chance to get it done here. And I would agree with you. If this gets a three and a half, it's just gotten a little bit too far. Your real buy point on the Seattle Seahawks, if you still like it as right now, it was probably more when this line opened up more around a two and a half. I think that there were some twos out there as well. So this has been a line that has been going up and up and up. And if you get to three and a half, I do think that the boat is certainly gone on Seattle. And is the boat gone on this one as well? Because with Arizona, they opened up a relatively sizable underdog on the look at numbers. This is one that after what we saw on Sunday, it was going to more like four. And now it's a three and a half point line with Arizona being an underdog against the Minnesota Vikings with a total of 49. I do think that this is an Arizona team that is different with DeAndre Hopkins now in the fold for them. I don't know if this quite this big of a line move should have happened, though. So, yeah, I, I, I kind of get that. I think three and a half is the last number where I'd be willing to take Arizona. Typically with Arizona, we've seen under Kingsbury, you want to take them as a road underdog. You kind of want to fade them everywhere else. They've won eight straight games outright as a road underdog, which is the longest streak we've wow. ever tracked in the Super Bowl era. But I do think three and a half is the last spot in this one. Both teams coming off extra rest. I think that benefits Arizona a little bit more. Last week, they didn't have a full week to practice with DeAndre Hopkins. They had just traded for Robbie Anderson after losing Hollywood Brown. I think Arizona's got a chance to get their weapons up to speed. And I'm not a believer in this Minnesota team. So laying over a field goal, I'm, as long as it's over three, uh, three, which it is right now, I'm on Arizona in this one. And I think that's a good point with Robbie Anderson now getting another week to be able to get down the playbook. And... Well, there's some Packers wide receivers that need to get down the playbook. We're going to be talking about that with Mackenzie Kramer here in studio next, right here on VEASAN Esports Bank Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The basketball season tipped off last week, and so did the basketball promotions on Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the place to go for the latest odds, lines, and unique promotions like our weekly same game parlays. Place three or more same game parlays in a weekend, or receive a free $10 basketball bet during the months of October and November. Go to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today, as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, being rejoined by Mackenzie Kramer, does great work over at ESPN, their stats and information department, along with the show, The Daily Wager, and we tease it before the break. I think that this is the most fascinating game of the week, and it has the biggest number. The Buffalo Bills, they're between an 11 and 11.5 point favorite. Jalen's game is 47 to 47 half, and with Aaron Rodgers being a double-digit underdog, I just think that this is a little bit disrespectful in general, and the fact that the Packers are a bigger underdog right now than the Pittsburgh Steelers I think is just even worse. But that said, where do you stand on this game? Because with the Packers, they no doubt have looked dysfunctional. They have not been covering. As a matter of fact, they have lost outright as favorites each other the last three weeks, and I do think that this is sort of the spot where you need to see a little bit of a heartbeat from the Packers, and I think that they'll be able to keep this game within a touchdown. And you keep looking every single week, is this rock bottom for the Packers? And you have to think that getting 11, 11 and a half in Buffalo has to be it for them. First time Aaron Rodgers has been a double-digit underdog, as we've talked about all week. He has actually gone 234 straight starts without being a double-digit dog, the longest streak by any quarterback in the Super Bowl era to begin their career. But I kind of like Green Bay in this one. And I'm not, I haven't bet it yet, but... That's To me, this is Packers are passing this one. I have to think their defense is a little bit more than what they've shown this year. I have to think Aaron Rodgers has a little bit more for us than what we've shown this year. I know the Bills have done really well as double-digit favorites recently. They've, they've had a couple blowouts this year, but I have to. I, I can't lay double digits against Aaron Rodgers. I just can't bring myself to do that right now. So Green Bay are passing me in this one, but I have not made a play in this game yet. And you're talking about that you can't fade Aaron Rodgers as a double-digit underdog. 
I can't back a team on the road as a favorite that just allowed 33 points to the Chicago Bears. The New England Patriots are a two and a half point favorite against the New York Jets. And no question, Brees Hall being out of the fold is big. They do pick up James Robinson, and I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on James Robinson. It's going to take him a week or two to get the playbook down. I think that you can expect a lot of what we saw out of Christian McCaffrey last week where he had like eight carries, 30-some-odd yards. I think that that's going to be sort of the game plan for James Robinson this week. But even with that, with New England, they looked absolutely terrible on Monday Night Football. Now off a short week, it sounds like they're going to be going back to Mac Jones in this spot against the Jets. Shall I say, with a Bill Belichick coach team, there appears to be dysfunction. And with the Jets, there's a little bit more order right now with them. I can't believe I'm saying it. <laughs> I'm not sure what Bill Belichick was doing on Monday with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. You spent a first-round pick on Mac Jones. He was pretty good as a rookie. And then you bench him for Bailey Zappi. I know he played pretty well in his two games. Offense averaged 33.5 points per game. But I just think that he created a quarterback controversy that wasn't necessarily necessary. But I like the under in this game, 40 and a half. That seems pretty high. I don't really know how either team's going to score that much in this game. You mentioned Brees Hall being out. He's probably been the best, the Jets' best offensive player this year. And if it's not him, it's been Elijah Vera Tucker, their star offensive lineman who started four different positions this year. But he's out for the year as well. So the Jets are without their two best offensive players. Zach Wilson this year, that is going to put a lot more on his plate this, this week. And He's been really good when he's got a clean pocket, and he's been the worst quarterback in the NFL by a wide margin when, when he's been under pressure. The Patriots are sixth in pressure percentage, but the Jets' defense has also been really good. Ever since Quinny Williams yelled at the defensive line coach and the defensive coordinator against the Bengals saying, hey, don't blitz so much. Let the front four get there. The, the Jets' defense has been really strong. Their cornerbacks are playing as well as any unit in the NFL. I don't think New England's going to be able to pass the ball that well in this game. I think it's going to be a, a low-scoring grind in this one, and I like the under a lot, and I would lean with the Jets in this one, getting plus 120 on the money line. I think this is a pretty even matchup right now. The Jets might even be a more talented team. A lot The Patriots are favored in large part just because of the Bill Belichick factor, but I think the Jets at plus 120, especially if, this line, and if the spread gets to plus three, then I'll be, definitely be on the Jets in this game. We're talking about this quarterback controversy, and I think that it would behoove us to not mention this one. How about the Washington Commanders and the Indianapolis Colts as the Colts say have fallen to a three-point favorite as it's going to be Sam Ellinger who's going to be getting the start for the Indianapolis Colts. And boy, oh boy, with the Washington Commanders, it's a revenge spot in this game for them. Even though Carson Wentz is out of the fold, you know that Washington would love to be able to get the job done for him in this one. And for the Indianapolis Colts, if you know what we're going to be able to get out of Ellinger, you let me know because just a case where he's thrown zero passes in an official NFL game. He's played a little bit in the preseason, but there's really nothing from going up against second and third stringers in the preseason that's going to translate to this spot. And it's just a big, giant unknown in general with the Colts. You mentioned the Carson Wentz revenge game. It's also the Jim Ursay versus Dan Snyder showdown after, oh, after what happened last week in the media. But I, I like the, the commanders in this one. I... I don't believe in this Colts team at all. I, I was on them early in the year, and I've completely fallen off the off the wagon with them. I know Matt Ryan. El, Ellinger could do a better job being mobile and potentially avoiding hits than Matt Ryan did. Obviously, Matt Ryan's not not very mobile at this stage of his career, but our FPI has downgraded the Colts to have the worst offense in the NFL, and it's really not even close. Yeah. And we actually think the commander should be favored in this game, according to our FPI, and I see two and a half now on the screen, but three is what I took earlier today. I think getting a field goal in this game, I don't trust the Colts to win by margin. You're telling me Sam Ellinger's got to win by over a field goal. I got I to gotta see it to believe it. So I think as commanders are passing this one, and like I said, I'm on commanders plus three. Feels like you like a lot of unders in this game. So let's take <laughs> you to a game in which I don't think we're going to get a lot of offense. That would be Texans and Titans and the Titans. They're one and a half to a two-point favorite. And the Texans have been a team that I've actually liked to back a little bit as an underdog because you know that they're going to be able to give you a lot of fight. I need more than a field goal, really, to back them in a lot of these spots. I recognize that the Titans they have not been laying the world on fire with their offense. Ryan Tannehill is not the answer. And quite frankly, at the, by the year's end, I would not be surprised if Malik Willis might be getting a couple reps there as well. But I did take a look at the Texans, and I think the line has just went a little bit too short on them. That's kind of how I feel. It's like I, I need more, at least a field goal or more to, bet, to yep. take the Texans, and I can't take the Titans giving points to anybody right now, especially <laughs> on the road. I, I don't believe in, I haven't believed in this Titans team all year. They're starting to prove me wrong, so I'll give them credit for that. But Ryan Tannehill's also banged up right now. I don't believe in their pass catchers. I, I don't really believe in this Titans offense at all. 
I think the defense is good enough where they can win this game, and that's kind of why I lean the under in this game. I don't know what the Titans' offense is going to be with a banged-up Ryan Tannehill, and I don't think the Texans are going to be do much on offense this game. So I think 40.5 is a little bit too high for this number, so give me the under. And does the shift from three to three and a half do anything for you in this game? Because we've got the Dolphins and the Detroit Lions. I do think that it was big that Tua got back out there on the field. He's now gotten a game under his belt because I do this a lot with baseball pitchers. First game off the injured list, you look to fade them. And then moving forward, you're able to feel a little bit more bullish about them. And I sort of do the same thing with quarterbacks. Like I faded the Cowboys last week. If it wasn't for that very, very sad and unfortunate fumble within the five-yard line, you know what? The the Lions might have been able to win that game outright. That was just a calamity of issues for the Lions, and that's ironically enough who they're playing right now. Do you think that this could be a good spot for the Miami Dolphins, or do you expect the Lions to roar after last week while they were doing anything but that? See, at first glance, I was kind of like, all right, Miami playing three on the road. That seems a little bit short. But the more I've kind of thought about this game, I, I like Detroit getting three and a half at home. This has typically been the spot where you want to bet on the Lions. You want to take them when they're getting a significant amount of points. I had them last week as well against Dallas getting a touchdown. That was an awful beat. But Dan Campbell, 12 and 5 against the spread with the Lions when getting at least three and a half points. I think the Lions, it looks like DeAndre Swift might be back for this one. Looks like Amon Ross St. Brown is trending toward coming back from concussion protocol. When they've had those two guys in the lineup, their offense has been humming this year. I know the last two weeks, they I don't think they've scored a single touchdown the last two weeks, but I think Detroit with those two guys back on offense, I think they'll be able to put up some points in this one. 51, I want to take the over in this one, though 51 and a half is a really high number, so I'm not quite sure if I'll get there even in the dome, but I think it's Lions are passing this one, so three and a half, I think that's a pretty good number. And then let's take people back to the beginning of our chat in the last segment as well. You said that the best look at line for week nine was the Cincinnati Bengals against the Panthers, which we're right now seeing at nine and a half. Do you like them here this week? Because they're going to be playing on Monday Night Football against the Browns. And this is a number that has went from two and a half to three and a half with the Bengals laying it. Total between 46 and a half and 47. Does feel like the Bengals are starting to find a little bit of something. I do think, though, that now that this line has gotten up to three and a half, it's getting a little bit too lofty for me. Yeah, to me, this is a pure stay away right now. I mean, maybe come Monday, I'll have another opinion just because it's the only game on. Though, yep. hey, we have all, all these sports going on right now. So there are other options right now. You don't just have to purely bet NFL. But you're right, Cincinnati seems to have found something, something covering five straight games. But Three and a half. I still kind of think this Cleveland team's pretty good. Their offense is pretty feisty. They got Amari Cooper's been making plays. Peoples Jones has been has been pretty good. Nick Chubb has been maybe the most productive running back in the entire NFL. Three and a half is a pretty pretty big number at home for Cleveland. So I don't think I'm going to touch this one. But I'm I maybe Cleveland. But I got to think more about this game. Yep, I'm sort of in agreement with you here because if it were below that critical number of three, I would be looking at the Cincinnati Bengals, but I do think that this could be one of those classic three-point games. Lane's exactly on three, so got in on the two and a half early. It could be a spot where it cashes for you on the Bengals and vice versa. If you wait for the three and a half like we've got right now, that could be a good spot for the Browns. And it's always a great spot whenever we get you on, McKenzie. You do amazing work over there at ESPN, and it is always very much appreciated. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on, as always. Thank you, Greg. Always appreciate Mackenzie Kramer's time. He does amazing work over there at ESPN. A lot of the trends that you find on ESPN Sets and Information Network, he's unearthing those nuggets. And speaking of nuggets, they took down the L.A. Lakers on Thursday. Now we've got to turn it, or on Wednesday, I should say. Now we've got to turn it forward to Thursday in the NBA next year on VSIM, Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Compete for cash and a grand prize trip to Las Vegas with the Modelo Fight to the Top series. Enter in nine free fantasy football contests and rise to the top of the leaderboard to claim your share of $5,000 in weekly prizes and the grand prize trip to lovely Las Vegas. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Modelo NFL. All together, no spaces on that. Now to get in on the action, Modelo. The official beer of fans with a fighting spirit, 21 years or older, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions, they do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. As always, please do drink responsibly as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. Always great to have Mackenzie Kramer aboard. He does amazing work over there at ESPN, so it was great to have him on. And we've been talking a lot of NFL this hour. Let's talk a little NBA here as those of you guys that get the picks at a glance you actually saw an NBA play in there from me. I don't do a ton of NBA because a lot of my NBA, it is in-game, but I felt pretty good about, well, what has really been cashing for me the last few years, fading the LA Lakers. That came through once again, so good on us. I, it's one of those victories where you feel like it's very, very simple, but you got to take them any way that you can get them, and well, that's right now the case with the LA Lakers. Unfortunately, they aren't playing on a back-to-back, but that said... Beggars can't be choosers on this one, but there is a team that is playing on a back-to-back that I think that it's a fascinating spot, especially with them having just everything that's gone in general. This is the Dallas Mavericks and the Brooklyn Nets game, and the Nets, they're currently between a one and a half to a two-point underdog. Most places have this as a one and a half. Total is between 227 and a half and a 228, and I think that it's a fascinating total because with the Nets, up until what we saw against the Milwaukee Bucks, they really weren't playing a lot of defense in general. And for the Nets team, I do think that it's going to be a team that, in general, probably going to be a team that is going to be doing a solid job of being able to put the ball in the basket. That did not happen against the Milwaukee Bucks. I do think that the Seth Curry injury is taking quite a bit of hold on this team. But you just take a look at the Nets team, and I think that they're going to be most likely a fade moving forward until Ben Simmons can get online. And I do think that Simmons is going to be able to improve throughout the season. I'm not super high on Ben Simmons, but the reason why I think he's going to be able to improve during the season is because it really can't get much worse right now. He's fouled out of two games and he's made zero threes. I mean, that's just absolutely terrible. And he's shooting sub 50% at the free throw line right now. It's been a case where he's been able to provide very good defense for the team. He's generating some steals, so he's been able to do a nice job on that front. But this is a Nets team that, without Seth Curry in the fold, they're really having a tough time being able to put the ball in the basket. I mean, Royce O'Neal hit four out of the team's seven threes against the Milwaukee Bucks Wednesday night. That is not what you want to see. I mean, you've got guys like Patty Mills, who he's a solid player, but... And said he's a little bit long in the tooth, and they do need to get back in the full Joe Harris of firing all cylinders as well, because Joe Harris, for his career, is right around about a 44% three-point shooter. In the limited sample size that we saw from him last season, he was actually very good from three-point range, just has not been able to find his spot whatsoever. So that plays a little bit of a role, and with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving having to play so many minutes as well in these back-to-backs, I do think that they're going to be a little bit worn out. And I will say this about the Dallas Mavericks. My goodness, if Luka Doncic could just get in shape, this guy would be the most amazing player ever. It just is painful watching him run up and down the court, but somehow, some way, he's right now still generating nearly 35 points per contest. He's had 32-plus in each of the first three games of the season. The team is coming off of a little bit of tough loss against the New Orleans Pelicans on Tuesday, and that was a takeaway that I had from that, just Luka Doncic. 
It looks like he's pulling a tractor when he's going up and down the floor, but I mean, even despite the fact that he's got a tractor on his back, he's been able to do a really good job with the team. But the question mark is with the Dallas Mavericks, is anyone else going to be able to rise up and be able to up off the scene? Because they picked up JaVel McGee in the offseason, and he helps out a little bit on the glass. He's able to take a little bit of the load off when it comes to the defensive effort of the scene. But right now it's Christian Wood who has really been his running mate because we did see in the offseason Jalen Brunson, he moved on. So that means that they've got a backcourt of really... Not a lot of anything. It's Spencer Dinwiddie, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Spencer Dinwiddie. It's not necessarily too tremendous for this Mavericks team. And I've got my question marks with them in general just because of depth. And really, I do think that for both of these teams, it is going to be lacking quite a bit. If I be looking anywhere, I'd probably be taking a little bit more of a look at the over. This has been a Mavericks defense that it hasn't been bad in a small sample size, but I do have my question marks there. And for Luka Doncic, I know that he's going to be able to get points. And with the Nets, even though they're going to be a little bit burnt out, they're going up against a Mavericks team that I question their depth as well. This would be a spot where I'd be wanting to take a look at this in-game because I want to see how Kevin Durant comes out in the first and second quarter. And it could be a case where if the um, Nets have a really bad first quarter, you get some good value on them, you're able to fire in on them to just be able to cover a little bit more of a number than you're getting right now just because one and a half points, just not enough for me to be a fire in on that. So I'd be taking a look at that. And with the Dallas Mavericks, have my question marks there. Really have my question marks with the Nets. And I do think that this is going to be a good spot for points. And then the other game that is really going to be catching my eye because it's another one of these back-to-backs, it is going to be that Heat versus Warriors game. And as of right now, we do have a number of seven and a half pretty much across the board with the Golden State Warriors Playing a total on this game is 225 and a half. And kind of wonder how the Miami Heat are going to be responding to success because they were able to take it to the Portland Trailblazers. I was mentioning it in terms of the Trailblazers game that we saw in that Damian Lillard. He left the game. Reports are that he is going to be out of the fold for the team on Friday, but he's probably going to be back when they play Memphis next week. It was in case where there's probably not going to be too much of an MRI, just a little bit of a tweaked injury, just something that is causing for a little bit of soreness. So I do think that it's not going to be anything serious, but you do want to be taking into that account if you're taking a look at the Portland Trailblazers as he was dealing with a little bit of soreness, but really nothing more than that. But I do take a look at this game itself, and I do think that the Warriors are going to bounce back after that calamity that we saw against the Suns a few nights ago. Seven technical fouls in that game. Klay Thompson gets thrown out of the game, and then from there, things go completely haywire. Wasn't necessarily going the Golden State Warriors' way to start with, and then from there, things snowballed. I think that the total is really interesting because with the Miami Heat, they do a solid job with Bam and Abayo down low and company, but I do think that this is a Warriors team that after the clunker that we saw a few nights ago, I think that they might be coming out a little bit more scorcher style as well. And with the Heat, they got off to a rough start prior to the win that they got against the Portland Trailblazers, but I do think that without question, this is going to be a team that is still going to be solid this season. Now, they've had to bump up Tyler Hero into a starting role just because of the injuries that they've had in general and... He just can never count on Victor Oladipo really staying out there on the floor. They're certainly without him to begin this season. We shall see if they're going to be able to get him out there on the floor moving forward and Abayo as well. Just something I've noticed with him is that it's very feast or famine. He had 18 and 8 in the win against Portland Trailblazers, but there are times where he's going to go off for like 25 and 15, and then there are other nights where he does a big, giant disappearing act, and you're not going to be getting that with the Golden State Warriors. I do think that with the Warriors, 7 might be a little bit too lofty. This could be where you just go with the tried and true. With the Golden State Warriors, they might get off to a little bit of a slow start. That's where you bet them towards the back half of the first half, bet a third quarter, and then that's where they're able to go on their big, giant run. This would be something where I wouldn't want any part of it really prior to the game, but I do think that the Warriors, they should be able to get the job done at home, and I do think that they are going to be able to bounce back. They've had a couple interesting outings, to say the least, and the big thing for the Golden State Warriors, which is why if you would be taking a look at something a little bit more pre-flop, it would be on the over. It's that they've given up 109-plus points in every one of their games thus far this season. Meanwhile, they've been able to get to at least 120 in three out of the four. They had that game against the Phoenix Suns where they did not, but once again, I just attribute a lot of that to the fact that Klay Thompson was out of the fold, so looking at the context as to why they had a little bit of a offensive stinker, I think is very important. Now, Miami Heat, they've been really one of the top defenses in all the NBA the last few seasons, so it is a little bit of a strength-on-strength battle, but I do think that the Warriors just 
they're able to light up down near everyone. We saw that during the postseason last year. We've seen that with the Golden State Warriors time and time again. It's just so hard to slow down Steph Curry. He's off to another really nice start for the team. And what I think is really big for the Golden State Warriors, which is why I do think that night in and night out, they are going to be able to continue to deliver good offensive numbers, is that the depth for this team is really good. They're currently dealing with Dante DiVincenzo being out due to injury, but we saw Jonathan Kaminga have his moments towards back half last season. They're trying to ease back into the fold James Wiseman as well, and James Wiseman has actually been able to put up some nice numbers, double figures in each of the last three games. He's showing why he was so highly doubted going into that draft as well. Who knows? If he doesn't get suspended out of Memphis, perhaps the Warriors might not have been able to get him because he actually fell a little bit as a result of the number two slot for Golden State, and they got themselves a nice treasure, in my opinion, in Wiseman. So I do think that if you're looking at anything prior to the game, I'd be taking a look at the over. And I do think that there could be, once again, a nice opportunity to be able to in-game the Golden State Warriors. And what I do like as well is taking a look at some look-ads as well. And we were talking about that with Mackenzie Kramer here in our number two. This is a VEASAN pro tip for this hour. VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all these. We give you one every single hour of live programming. And Mackenzie said it very well. If you're looking at NFL look at lines, the under is where you can find some of the most value, and it's where you probably want to be having most of your takes right away because when you do have a quarterback, a running back, what have you, get injured, typically those look at lines on the totals, they go down, down, down. So taking it early can provide good value, and I'm going to hope to provide you with some value with my Circa Millions plays. We're going to be going through those next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Bet River Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. Bet River Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one-time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes Bet Rivers your hometown sportsbook. Must be 21 around sportsbook. Must be 21 around sportsbook. Must be 21 around sportsbook. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.